Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey guys, did you know that 72% of client unhappiness is directly attributed to a lack of communication during projects? The team over at BuildBook has solved that problem once and for all with a tool that keeps all the conversations and decisions between you, your team, and your clients in one place. Their simple, powerful app helps you create daily logs, schedule and manage your client tasks, keep track of selections, process change orders, and so much more. I met the BuildBook team in Vegas at IBS earlier this year, where they were chosen as a finalist for the most innovative construction tool of 2020, which is saying a lot considering how many tools are actually out there. If you're looking to remove the stress from your projects, make your clients happier, and increase your profits, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. There's absolutely no risk to try it. So go ahead and hit pause and text build book to 33777 to take advantage of the trial and score the 45% off. This deal isn't available anywhere else. So I recommend at least trying out the software. All right, let's dive into today's show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is another edition of the Growth Series, episode 108. And for this conversation, I brought in a couple of colleagues, Taylor Rennick, who you're familiar with, with the Construction Cut. Taylor, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And we've also got Danielle Russell, who you're probably recently familiar with, with the uh, mini series on Facebook marketing. So Danielle, welcome. Thanks for having me back so soon. Yeah. I debated about it for quite a while. So... (laughs) The viewers are sick of me. Yeah, they're sick, but you know, sometimes they like to push the limits. They're really sick of me because, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we've been uh, talking internally, just obviously with everything that's been going on this year, it just caused a lot of shocks to different parts of communities, people's lives, businesses. In our world, we've always, you know, been thinking about that from the lens of our clients and building and remodeling businesses and how, you know, we need to be marketing or changing that kind of messaging and what to do. So we thought it'd be fun to do kind of a six months gut check, like where are we at? What are we seeing kind of across the across the country? And so I guess, uh, T, why don't you kick us off here? I guess, what are you seeing kind of today now that, and I it's crazy that I said six months, I don't actually know, has it been six months? But It's been six months, yeah. almost Almost to the day. Yeah. So uh, what what's the kind of sentiment that you're seeing or hearing from kind of all over? I have got clients, my portfolio is spread out in almost every corner of the country. I've got the Northwest, I've got Phoenix, Florida, and the Northeast. So they are quite literally in, in all, all corners of the, the US. And I have seen an incredible increase in engagement over the last uh, several months specifically, um, our target audience in all of these markets is more engaged than they've ever been. 
every single piece of content that we're putting out is working. It is really, really strong because these folks are, are wanting this information. And a lot of this information that we create as part of our clients' broader inbound marketing strategies lend themselves really well to folks wanting to remodel their homes, wanting to stay put, stay indoors, but make their indoor space a better place for them and for their children, especially as work from home orders continue and kids are distance learning. People are wanting to know how they can remodel their homes on all scales, all budgets, all from anything from DIY to a $250,000 luxury edition. So we've, we've seen some really good engagement. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, the, the first 30, maybe 45 days seemed like the world just froze. You know, there's tons of uncertainty, you know, and all, almost all sales conversations, it felt like just stopped. And it was like, uh oh, you know, what's going on? But like you said, when you think about the target audience for a lot of, the, you know, a lot of remodeling companies, a lot of building companies, like those people were able to keep their jobs in many cases, not in all instances. But because of that, they still have some of that discretionary spending and they want to make their homes more comfortable for the new environment. Yeah. And at first, too, when all of this really started in March, we weren't sure if construction and residential remodeling was deemed essential or not. People were just shutting down everywhere. And there was a lot of confusion as to who could continue on with their jobs and what blanket that fell under or umbrella that fell under. Um, and then once folks realized in their state or in their county and their city that work could continue, a lot of them decided to continue on with their projects. Some of them held off, but the sentiment that I've gotten from most of my guys is that everything kind of kept on rolling as soon as we knew it was safe to do so in April or May. Yeah. Danielle, what, uh, what else are you hearing? You're, you're talking to several different people as well. Yeah. When I'm onboarding a new client, for example, that's usually one of the first conversations we have is how are things going? How were you impacted? Are you still on target for the annual goals that you talked to Spencer about in the sales process? Those kinds of questions. And Remarkably, pretty much across the board, people are either still more or less on target and any jobs that were lost in the process tended to be either smaller or they got picked right back up, like Taylor was saying, more in April, May with anything that was freezing in the February, March timeframe when we just, there was just so much uncertainty. And as things kind of cleared up, a little bit of that uncertainty and fear lifted and People called them back up and they continued growing. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it feels like it's a combination of, of several things. You know, there, there's obviously the, the shift in what the consumer is looking for, at, you know, now under these new conditions. The market was very strong prior, you know, and, you know, when you look at the stock market, that bounced back pretty fast. And it seems like really now the challenges around like supply chain and labor and those types of things, but the the demand is there. Taylor, I know you dig into kind of some of those things in the construction cut, but would you say that's a common challenge across, you know, everyone's feeling the engagement, the content's working, the leads are flowing in, but they can't keep up or... <laughs> 
You know, what's really interesting is that there's a couple of factors at play and we dive into this quite a bit every week. New home inventory is at its lowest level in decades. Anywhere you go in the city, you just can't find homes to buy. People are not selling them. And the average home equity, I don't know the figure off the top of my head, but the average home equity has skyrocketed as well. So people are sitting on just these huge, huge piles of cash in their in their homes and they're not selling them. Baby boomers are staying in their homes longer and longer. We know that too. And then that combined with the the folks who are relatively secure during this pandemic, both, you know, people are still working or are working a high high yield field. Interest rates are incredibly low. Mortgage rates right now are like three and a half percent, which is historically low. Um, so there's a lot of purchasing power as well. So we're seeing a ton of new home starts. I think the number that I reported on last week was 134% year over year. One of the economists over at the NHB said the housing market was on a sugar high, which I thought was really funny because um, it is. And we are seeing that across the board. Folks just cannot get into existing homes right now. So they are going out and they're saying, all right, I'm going to move from XYZ, big, big city. I want more space. I want my dollar to go further. I'm going to build a custom house. And luckily, we're there to help them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a couple of those things stood out as you were talking. I mean, one, yeah, people are moving out. You know, they're saying, I'm getting out of the city because I want to be away from people or they want more space, but they can't get that in the city. And so they're doing that. But then, so that's kind of on the new home side. But even to your other point, you know, home equity skyrocketing, people can refine, use that for a big renovation project or remodel. And you know, do an addition and there's there's that equity they can tap into. So it just seems like all of these things are lining up to to uh, serve, you know, the building industry or the, the remodeling industry. Yeah, we're seeing tons of new views and engagement on some of our longstanding campaigns, especially those that are related to basement remodeling or adding a home addition. ADUs are also really popular right now. People wanting to Build a ADU for those who don't know. I'm sure most of you do, but that's an accessory dwelling unit. Or if you're in Arizona, you might call it a casita. Those are really popular right now. I don't know if people want to get their their college kids out of their house and into the backyard or something. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But we're seeing a ton of traction on that. A lot of folks too want to expand their exteriors, you know, big elaborate decks and patios and also building up too for more space. So it's... We've we've seen some some good statistics coming from from our different portfolios. Yeah, Danielle, I know you see some of these you know campaigns working, or you're you're talking to a lot of you know folks that are starting on kind of the the front end. You know, I guess what would you say to some of these guys that are going, ah, this is this feels like a lot, or things are going fast. You know, how do you adapt to this new environment? Because it. I don't know. It feels like when I'm talking to business owners, the goal is always like growth, growth, growth. And like, this is, this is an opportunity to grow, you know, but what are some of those considerations that you kind of have to think about? That's a big question. I try Um, to just throw out these big lofty (laughs) questions and just see what happens. What is the meaning of the universe? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Somewhere in between, you know, that question and something really detailed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Before I jump into my thoughts there, Another huge project that I do want to touch on with a client that I have who primarily part of his business builds decks 
He is filled. Mm-hmm, he's booked out through spring of 2021. So another area that's insane. Uh, another area that's really growing right now, really hot. So if there's, if you haven't noticed some of the trends that we're talking about, if you have room to pivot to things like that, any kind of exterior modeling additions decks are huge right now. Or you can just hire Builder Funnel. We'll do it for you. Sure. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We can make that pivot for you. Um, we have lots of experience there. In regards to growth, man, I think we can all, we'll pass the mic around on this one, but some some quick things off the top of my head. If you are exploding right now in growth, build systems is like the number one thing that comes to my mind and know your supply chain, know where you're going to need to set some of those boundaries of we can't get to this project until spring even is what I'm hearing for some, some instances because of lumber. Right now I've been hearing that consistently across the country with different clients that I'm talking to and like the price of lumber is skyrocketing right now. So protect your business. Think about your supply chain. Don't overpromise. Make sure that you're hiring on time. These are all like huge buckets, but these are things that, I mean, we've run into with growth as well. So just identifying when you see those gaps. Take some time to, we heard this a lot in March, um, take some time to actually like work on the business as opposed to in the business and working on all the, you know, doing projects, but take some time to slow down, put pen to paper and work on the business before you take these leaps into these like serious growth stretches because you don't want to be nine months down the road now and everything's broken <laughs> because you grew quicker than you were able to, you overpromised. And especially if you have, for example, fixed cost remodeling. So, I mean, I've already heard from a couple of our clients who, who work under that model and they had projects that they said, this is how much it's going to cost. And then all of a sudden in, I think, August, the cost of lumber went like quadrupled, literally. And so now, so now they're, they're locked into these fixed rate contracts and they're going to have to eat those costs. So thinking through like, what could, what could go wrong? Where do I need to start protecting my business and my employees? And what are the tipping points of when I need to be hiring and pushing timelines for clients would be the, those are probably the biggest areas of concern that I would raise now. But I'm sure, I mean, you guys, you, Spencer, you talk to more business owners and Taylor, you've got clients, like you said, in every corner of the country. So I'd be curious, curious to hear from you guys what you think. If you've followed Builder Funnel for even a little bit, you know we're huge believers in the inbound marketing methodology. One of the most important phases is the client delight phase. By delighting customers, you turn them into promoters of your business and your brand. The only way to get people to go out of their way to sing your praises is to wow them throughout the process. This is something the guys over at BillBook are helping you do. Better communication leads to better outcomes. And that means communication at every level. 
daily logs, client selections, punch lists, and change orders. Today, that communication gets super fragmented between email, text, and phone calls, and inevitably, things fall through the cracks. With BuildBook, everything funnels through one simple app, keeping everyone on the same page and your clients filled with delight. No more digging through texts or random emails looking for client approvals. Just one place to see everything going on with a project. And as a reminder, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BUILDBOOK to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, I feel like... Well, you hit you. You mentioned several big buckets, so my mind is kind of racing, you know, around because, like you said, we're thinking of, through a lot of those things too. You know, when you start hitting those rapid growth phases, all of a sudden, you know, systems that worked suddenly now are broken and they don't work, and they work great at a certain level, and then they just don't work great at the next level. And so, trying to anticipate those, you know, I think is really important. And if you are in the fortunate enough position to be booking projects out for, you know, three months, six months, those kind of time frames, like you mentioned, this guy on on the decks, you know, that's a great spot to be in. One, because you've you've got that runway and you can, you know, pretty much you've got that revenue locked in. That's the time that I would start really immediately working on, okay, this is great. I'm booking stuff out further. But if you actually want to grow, you probably need to figure out how you can actually pull some of that closer to you and do the work, do more work in less time. Now we've talked about several other challenges like, you know, lumber costs or supply chain issues, but if you can start to navigate some of those, suddenly you will actually grow versus just add predictability to your pipeline. I think those are two different things, you know, and predictability in your pipeline is amazing. I think a lot of people just having that is peace of mind. But if you're actually trying to grow, you have to be able to do that faster. And so that's kind of what I think about. And I think that comes down to systems and asking the questions of how could I do 50% 50% more projects during the same time frame or how could i do 30% more or twice as many projects and answering those questions i think actually gets you to the next level versus adding more predictability to the pipeline yeah i don't know t danielle threw out a bunch of a uh, bunch of topics did any of those you trigger, trigger the meaning of well, life i know i know but that, you know that i just figured t could uh, jump in on any of those so no. I mean, what I'm thinking of it from, so I've got my, you know, my inbound marketing strategist hat on right now. And I'm thinking about the, the two lever systems, right? So what we're doing as marketers is we're making sure that your content's working for you in the background all the time. And we know that this industry's sales cycles are so long that pipeline predictability is, is sometimes tricky because you could have a lead sitting there for six months before they decide. Yep, you're my guy. Here's what we're gonna do. Or you're, you know, you're my company. Here's what we're gonna do. And so to have those pieces of content working for you is a really, really, really substantial asset to your company. Then you've got a team of marketers as you know, as an extension of your business, as a partner of your business. Then you can focus on the day to day boots on the ground operations of how am I going to grow 
my business by 50%, you know, with, you know, with the best project profit margins I can. So it's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. You, you start, I don't know, figuring out quickly that it just, it impacts so many areas of the business. And I think uh, what you mentioned earlier, Danielle, just about in March when everyone's like, well, we're all at home and things like really slowed down. Like we kind of had about 30 or 45 days there to work on the business when the whole world was kind of on pause, but then it started to unpause and it was like going in slow motion and then it just went right up to full speed or even faster than full speed. So I don't know that there's ever like, that was probably the best time ever to work on the business and we may never get that moment again. And hopefully we don't. And so I think you just have to work on carving out that time, you know, and going, okay, when I'm, when am I going to work on thinking about these more strategic things other than just reacting? Because, I mean, you can just react to the demand and, and you might have a great year. You might have a great two years. But then if it all slows down again and you haven't actually thought through all those systems and processes and kind of pipeline questions, then you might undo all of that good that happens over 12 or 24 months in your business. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a lot going on. I think this year, too, has really hammered home the importance of having a plentiful savings account for your in, in your business and your runway. I mean, we saw companies that seemed as formidable as ever lay off huge portions of their staff, even though their operating revenues exceed, <laughs> exceed millions and millions and millions, dozens of millions of dollars. Um, and we saw those folks get laid off too. So this sort of this year for me is sort of a really big reminder of how important it is to have a savings account, how important it is to have a runway and, you know, make a business choices. So you're prepared for something like this. God forbid it happens again. A really helpful exercise that Spencer, you actually made me go through probably in like April or May was what does it look like if we double? And by that meaning like our pipeline, our leads, what would, what would it look like in my focused role of looking at our team through operations, what does that mean? And we still had some time then where I was still working on business. So I could sit down and put pen to paper and think through, what does that look like? What do we have to do? And we had leadership discussions internally. And very fortunately, we took that time and have built some awesome systems, still working on them every single day. But just even starting with that simple question of what would it look like if we doubled? I think that's a great starting place if you're thinking about growth. You don't have to double, obviously, but thinking through what that systems look like, what's going to break if you do double, what do you need to fix? And start there. Yeah. And it's funny, that question... Almost every company I talk to, whatever their revenue is, they say they want to double. You know, that's the goal. And so I don't know, that's just coincidence or whatever. But I think that they're really thinking about that. Like, what does it mean to double? I think everyone thinks that they should be doing double, whatever they are. Like, oh, I'm good enough. I have the skills or, or whatever. But what does that actually look like? And, you know, for us, we found out pretty quickly that it looks pretty different and we have to do vastly different things. And I know that's bled into all of our roles. And, you know, Taylor, the things that you think about and, you know, onboarding and, you know, systems there look totally different from the way we did things 12 months ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I think it's a, it's an interesting question to, yeah, to dive into because you'll quickly realize, oh, well, we might need this many more people or do we need this much equipment or what does our scheduling actually look like or how do we communicate? And you start to realize like it impacts, you know, a dozen different core areas of your business. And if you're ready for that, then, well, even like you said, we're still working on some of it. You kind of, you, you work on it as you go, but at least then you're, you're at least a half a step ahead or right on time and not two steps behind. So we've covered quite a bit here. We've kind of gone uh, round and round on kind of trends and where we were, where we are today. It feels like demand is strong. Forecast is strong. Growing quickly is hopefully where a lot of companies are. They're in that spot where they're saying, okay, like there's enough demand and this is the time to help. Like I can help these people that are looking to make these changes to their homes or their lifestyle. Where do we go from here? You know, as you guys are thinking about all these factors and, and um, you get to see a lot, Taylor, what kind of one or two things would you throw out to people listening as good action items or things that you've seen other companies already implementing that, that feel like really good moves to be making right now? Yeah, I think right now people want to be educated on these topics. The, the topic of either building a new custom home or remodeling their current home. This is a industry that unless you have s- sweet DIY skills, it's a little trickier than it sounds. And so for us, it's all about educating people in our target audience on it, whether that's the difference between DIY and hiring a professional or looking out for contractor scams or things, you know, anything that you think will be helpful in your audience's quest to find the right contractor or the right remodeling firm for their project. How about you, Danielle? What would you say? Help, help anywhere you can. And so just going off of what Taylor was saying, thinking through, I mean, we all, we know that target audience's pain point because odds are we're feeling them too. Like, we're working from home right now. You can see our backgrounds and thinking through how is that affecting people and how can you help provide not only the service of making it better by building out either if that's a home office, a home gym, a designated kids learning space. If your kids are doing school from home or not able to go to daycare after school and they need their own space, thinking through how you're going to create the content where it's finally going to click with someone that it's time. They need to call you. And that content can come in so many different ways, but it starts on your website. And that's the primary place where it needs to live. And then from there, it branches out into social media, sharing, email marketing, getting it out in front of more people, running some Facebook ads or boosting those posts, just getting getting eyes on it once you've created that content. Because if you know that your team can help the people who are feeling all of these pain points right now, then at the end of the day, that's the goal is that you're actually helping these homeowners who have all of these pain points. And the best way to reach them is through content marketing, social media marketing, email marketing, and maybe a little paid ads mixed in there as well. That's my marketing-related answer. Operation side, know your tipping points in your systems and 
ask yourself that question. What does this look like to double? And think about what you need to do and what you need to provide to your team so that they can get the job done and get the job done right. Because if all of your marketing is working and people start calling you, you need to know those timelines and that supply chain. And Spencer, like you were saying, scheduling and hiring all of those little details that follow. So they're going to go hand in hand. If you're scaling up your marketing right now, you need to really iron out your systems also. The last thing you want is like a $400,000 project to walk in the door and you don't have time for it. Yeah. That makes me so sad. It's a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's super valid. And I think that's happening to people, you know, or they're, or they're, you'll pitch it. Hey, we can start you in March of next year. And somebody's like, I want to start tomorrow. And you, you probably can't start tomorrow, but you can say, well, we can start you in 60 days. And that sounds a lot better than, than March. So I think that's a good point, Taylor. Yeah, I feel like what you guys said, I won't repeat because I think those are valid points. And, you know, from a marketing and operations standpoint, my takeaway, I think, is to not be cautious. You know, look, look at everything that's going on. Like we've covered a lot, a lot of it here, but you're seeing it for yourself, you know, wherever you are. And, look at the the short term next 6 months next 12 months and make your moves and be but be aggressive with them whether that's building up your cash reserves or it's making a couple of hires or it's investing in marketing and sales or it's investing in new technology or whatever those moves are for your business don't be cautious don't kind of use this as limbo time or you know I'm well we're, we'll kind of see how it plays out, you know, because that could last who knows how long and then you're in limbo forever. So I think that's my my uh, final advice. But uh, anyway, with that, I think we'll, we'll wrap the show. Appreciate you guys jumping on and sharing kind of what you're seeing from across the country. I think that's a unique vantage point that we have and it's fun to be able to share that with other people. Sometimes we get stuck in our own little worlds and just nice to know Hey, we're kind of all in the same boat. It may look a little different, but you know, it, it looks similar across the country. So thank you guys. And thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next week back on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text radio to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.